Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Again, did you have a good week? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, uh, I can't believe how quick they go. I can't believe that if you're not intentional or purposed in life, that they, it, life just drifts. Yeah. And you know what? We just clicked into 2023. Now we're in June. Six, half a year has gone. And unless we're intentional, unless we're purpose, unless we set goals and we're aiming to arrive somewhere or to achieve something, we never will. And so the title of my message this morning is, Who Am I? And that's just kind of a little bit cryptic, a little bit, but I think it's a good question for all of us to ask ourselves, Who Am I? So for me, am I Bill and Anya's son? Am I just building on your son? Am I Melissa's husband? Am I Noah, Ella, and Zachary's dad? Who am I? Like, my world is comprised of so many different... How, how do I do life well? How do I be? Who am I? And the fact of the matter is, first and foremost, we're children of God. Yeah. And we need to recognize and understand and receive the fact that we are children of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. In Genesis, it says, let us make man in our image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. You are created, you're made. Psalm 139 says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So we don't have to think about, and all I want to do is encourage us this morning, you can do life well. Because here's the deal, we live in a society, we live in a time where what used to be concrete and definite is now fluid. Morals and standards are shifting. Integrity and norms are moving all the time. So how do I live as a believer? How do I be salt and light? How do I live by the Spirit and do what the Spirit asks of me? Because I shared before, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to bless you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. How do I step into, in a world that is sifting and shifting and moving, and today this is what's right, but tomorrow it's wrong. How do I remain who I am? The only way I will ever be who I am and be comfortable in that skin and in that position is to recognize that I'm a child of God. It says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Jeremiah 1 verse 5. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Not only are you made in the image of God, you're made carrying the purposes of God in your heart. That God has placed on the inside of you his purposes, his future. We can live future focused. Yeah. And I want to encourage you, yes, we know who we are, whose we are, but we can live future focused. We don't have to live according to circumstance and what I go through today and what society says is acceptable today, but not tomorrow. I can live constant. The Bible says in, in Proverbs, it says the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the unjust are destroyed by their duplicity. So I can't live a duplicit life where today I'm this, but tomorrow I'm that. Today I'm acquiescing to fit in with whatever everybody else says. No, I have to take a stand. The Bible says build your life upon the rock. The rock is Jesus the Christ. The rock is unshakable. The rock is immovable. In the beginning was the word. The word is the rock. If If you need ballast in your soul, if you need strength in your soul today, can I encourage you, go to the word. Yeah. 
The unchanging, immutable, unfathomable word of God. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain. If you need something, go to the work, and it will it will cause life to enter you. It will cause strength to enter you, so you can stand strong in who you are. I'm honestly at, at the moment where I'm really strongly praying towards things because people are getting pulled left and right, and and it's slight and it's subtle. But the little thought patterns are changing, little little habits are, are forming in people's worlds. That it, the devil is is sly. Yeah. He's a thief. Yeah. He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus, but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. We need more of God, less of the world, so that we can stand true and strong moving forward towards what God has called us to. Amen. And. Uh, it's a big life. So how, how do we live well? How do we how do we stay? You know, Jesus had his identity questioned. The devil kind of said, if you are the son of God, if you are, David had his identity challenged when he stood before a, a giant and, and he stood with Saul and the armies of Israel and they said, man, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? You can't do this. He's a man of war, 10 foot tall. You're you're a you're a worshiper. You're you're a, a good-looking young shepherd boy. Who do you think you? He had to know. He said, "No, no, no. You don't understand. That's my outward. Ex, you, you know, that's what that's what you see. God sees me differently. I know who I am. I'm a warrior on the inside. You might see worship. You might see me tending sheep. You might see the world might have labelled you or, or questioned your identity. You're a Christian. Who do you think you are? Are you judging?" Are you criticizing? No, no. We're standing true in truth. Yeah. We're standing firm in, in what we know to be. We're not sifting and shifting like a wave on the sea. We're moving forward in life in love because we want to carry you towards the future that we see in God. Yeah, the only way we ever be salt and light <laughs> is to live by the Spirit in a position of strength in life. Amen. Yeah. I just want to encourage us from the Word who we are. Because Justin last week said, this is from Matthew 28, that, that our mission in life is to make disciples, is to lead people towards Jesus and into relationship with Jesus. But I will never lead anybody into relationship with Jesus if I don't first know who I am. If I don't have a good comprehension of the image I'm created in. I, I will never take somebody where I haven't been before. So I have to go to that place of saying, God, reveal to me and show me who I am, what you have for me, how I can live so I can take somebody else there. The pearl of great price is worth paying a price for. It's the, Jesus is the, is the treasure in the field. Jesus is our all. Jesus is our life and our strength and our source and our sustenance. But I've got to get rid of certain things. I gotta sell certain things so I can buy the field to have the pearl of great price. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I helping anybody this morning? I want to encourage who you are. You are flipping amazing. You are awesome. Live life joyously. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. That I, that I, I need to have eyes that see the good in tomorrow. That I'm not just bogged down and held by my current circumstance. That the promises of God are yes and amen for my life. Amen. And I apologize. 
Kirk doesn't have any of these scriptures because I changed stuff midweek and Vicky went to Vanuatu and I'd already sent through scripture. So it's not his fault, it's my fault. But, I, but I'm going to tell you who you are from the scriptures. Amen. You're the image of God in the earth. Like I said from Genesis 1, let us make man in our image. You are the image of God in the earth. You are not God. But you are the image. You reflect a good and loving Lord, a good and loving Saviour. 1 Corinthians 11 says, For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. That's who you are. Have you ever seen royalty walking around? They hold themselves differently. They posture themselves. You should be posturing yourself in such a way that you're not arrogant. You're not. You are just walking around. I know who I am. I know who's for me. I know that heaven's armies are sent to protect me. I know that God has set a hedge of protection around my mind, around my world, around my emotions. I don't live subject to, I live above. I've been made and put on this planet to rule and reign in life. Do you know that that's that's what it says? It says every every seed-bearing plant, every animal that walks the field, that the earth was created for you to have dominion over. You don't live subservient to anything in life. There's no demon in hell. There's no devil that can stop you in life. You are the image of God in the earth. Walk like that. Walk. Just see life from a different perspective. I'm I'm not subject to the banks. I'm not subject to this. I'm not subject to that. My employer isn't my provider. God is my provider. And he wants to be intimate with me. And he wants to show me how to do life from a position of victory, not a position as a victim. We are not victims in life. Life is a gift and it's magnificent. So I should therefore get excited about it. And and honestly, that's I want to get excited as a church about life, about the possibilities, about the future, about what God wants to do in and through us for our society and our nation. Amen. Ephesians 4, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Uh, Ephesians 5.1, therefore be imitators of God as dear children. Romans 8.29, I love this, for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the first more born among many brethren. I, I, I don't know about you, I, I take the word of God literally. I read it and believe it. It's, it because it's, it's truth to our lives and it does something in me. The second thing is you're a new creation. You're not who you used to be. You're not what you used to do. You're not what you've gone through. You're not what you've been subject to. In Christ, you are a brand new creation. Draw a line in the sand and step over it today and say, you know what? The old is gone. The new has come. I am a new creation. Therefore, I can live a new way. So many of us live bound to our past because we we tie our thoughts and our emotions to what's been. But God says, turn that around, flip that around and start looking forward. Start creating the tomorrow that you want to enter into through your imagination. The Bible says while there was nothing, the Spirit of God hovered over nothing and God spoke and created everything that we enjoy today. I want to encourage you to to, to allow your mind by the Spirit to go to that place where you're dreaming of your tomorrow and you start speaking and and creating through the words that you prophesy and declare over your home, over your future, over your family, over your relationships, over your finances. I want you to start to create a better tomorrow than you're experiencing today. Amen? Third thing is your overcomers. Can can I encourage you? Has anybody ever gone through a challenge? (laughs) A trial? Faced a storm? Had some tough times? 
trials are God's way of complimenting you and saying, you've got this. You're bigger than this. You're getting through. Because for God is working all things together for our good. He steps outside the bounds of time. I'm here in the middle of my storm. He's out here going, it's all good. Just keep walking. Just keep coming towards me. You're going to get through this. You're, you're going to overcome this. You're going to enter into victory. There's a, there's a better day ahead. I can see it. I'm already out here. Just keep walking towards me. Just keep focusing on me. You know, an, an eagle, what, what would you do if you had a little baby and you lived in a nest 100 feet up? You'd look after this thing, you'd feed this thing, you'd, you'd, you'd get little weights for its with wings and you'd get it just doing exercise. No, no, the eagle throws the eaglet at a certain point out of the nest because the eagle will never learn to fly, the eaglet, unless it does. So, so this, this bird's plummeting towards the ground, this little eaglet freaking out, squeaking, squawking, what do I do? It has to learn to fly on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> there are times in our lives where we need to learn to fly. Just start flapping your wings. Just start exercising the authority God's given you. Just start speaking and declaring. Speak to that storm. Quiet, be still. Open your mouth and, and, and create and learn on the fly. Can, can I say this without being rude? I think a lot of Christians are lazy. I think a lot of Christians want God to do for them what he wants them to do for themselves. He wants them to exercise their faith. He wants them to stand up. But most of the time we want to sit down and say, God, do it. Throw it in my lap. Give it to me, baby. I, I need it. This is the miracle. You said if I pray, you'll answer my prayers. He goes, yeah, but I do and you're doing. Faith without works is dead. Give me your faith and then do something with that faith and then watch what I do. I'll meet you at that point of faith. I'll meet you where, where faith and action intersect. Can I encourage you, do something with the faith that's been deposited on the inside of you. I know I'm yelling. I don't even know why I'm yelling. I love you all. I think you're amazing. God, this is who you are in Christ. You're more than an overcomer. You live in victory. But let's get out there and do what we can do so God can meet us at that place. Can I encourage us, failure in life is only failure when we don't get up again. Yeah. Keep getting up. Keep pushing forward. Keep believing. Keep praying. Keep, keep declaring. So many times Melissa and I do speak with people and it's like they've conceded defeat. Mm. But the devil was defeated. His yeah. head was crushed. It says he, God descended to the depths of hell, defeating sin and death, raising victorious with the keys of life and salvation in his hands. Mm. That, that you are, We are never defeated until we stop getting up. The only way we can live in defeat is when we stay down. Get up. Get up. Let's go. Let's be who God's called us to be in our communities, in our families, in society. Just keep getting up and keep doing it. Let them, let them look at that little, have you ever seen one of those clowns that's waited at the bottom and you go and hit it and the clown goes over and then it writes itself again. You hit it again and it writes itself again. That's who we are. We just keep getting back up. We're that cork that's held underwater that just keeps surfacing, that just keeps, because the Spirit of God, greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. I, I, I want to stir us because, church, I think something needs to shift. I think there's a shifting spiritually that, that God wants to move supernaturally in our society, but He needs us to do it. We're the conduit that earths. He's moving in the earth. Yeah. You, you are the carriers of the Holy Spirit. You are the image bearers of God. And, and that you carry the power and authority of God into the earth. But let's do it. Let's not just go through another seven-day cycle, get to church next week, sing three songs, take up an offering, encourage each other, forget the run sheet, and then go, all right, let's do it all again. 
Let's let something happen in our lives where shift takes place and I grow. Because the only way that I will ever be what God has created me to be is to live obediently to what he asks of me to do. To realize that I am made in his image. I am filled with his spirit, but I'm also called to his purposes. So when he says, go and make disciples, the only way I, I experience fulfillment in life and fullness in life is to actually do what he asks me to do. I can go after promotions and, and get bigger houses and gain all these things and, 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 and you know notoriety in society. I can go after all these things and none of it will bring fulfillment to my soul. If it's in opposition to what God is asking me to do in life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just wonder how many times are we doing life frustrated? Because yeah. we're running after so many things that God says, I'll give you that stuff anyway. Yeah. Forget that. Do this. Yeah. Forget what you're seeking because I've got better things for you. Yeah. And you seeking that just clutters up your time and your capacity. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to us just shortly about... <laughs> Our capacity. How do you live life well? You have to allow yourself to be enlarged. You have to allow yourself to grow. There's a saying that whatever grows lives. Whatever whatever's growing is living. Whatever you feed grows. Whatever you starve dies. So so if there's there's God things in your world that you want to see grow, feed those things. The Bible says those that hunger, actually I was walking with Aaron this week around the National Park and I was just saying to him that I, I feel like there's a lack of hunger in people today for the things of God. Yeah. And the Bible says those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. The Bible says we're made righteous by our faith in Christ. But those that, and I thought about it, I thought, how, who knows when you're hungry? I was hungry the other day. I got to one o'clock. I was man, what's wrong with me? I hadn't eaten. I'd got up. I'd got into the day. I'd had a coffee, but I hadn't eaten. And I was hungry. And I could hear my stomach rumbling. And I could feel my, like a lack of energy. I was like, well, but I was like, it, it must be the same spiritually. The, the, do I recognize when I'm hungry? Am I hungry? Do I allow myself to get hungry for more of God? God, this is awesome. And what you've done in my life, I'm grateful for, but I want more. I need more. I need more infilling. I need to be fed. I that, that takes a desperation of, and, and of inter, in, intentional decision. God, I want more. God, I need more. Can I, can I encourage you this week to desire more of God? than more of the internet or more of God than more of social media or more of God than more of entertainment or interactions like God, I'm setting this time aside. I want more of you. Fill me. I want to be filled. Your word says you'll fill me. Because I, 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 I don't know how often I run filled to overflow. But that's dependent on my desperation, not God, not his presence, but because it's already been promised. So, so how... I know when my fuel tank's getting low in the car. I, and, and, and even when I don't notice that, a light will come on and tell me it's getting low. But, but do we have a spiritual fuel gauge? You're, you're, you're running low. You need to fill up. You need to top up. You need to go back to the source so that you can keep running. And I, and I feel at times there's people that stop running, not because they're not good people, not because they don't love God, but they don't have an intentional desire for more of God in their life. Your sons of God, your kings ruling and reigning. 
Revelation 1.6 says he's made us as kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be the glory for dominion forever and ever. He's the king of kings, but we are kings. You, you, are, you are a king and a queen in this life. You are, you are royalty. And that's like I was saying before, let's, let's walk like royalty. Gideon forgot who he was and he found himself in a wine press. Crushing wheat. But God says, you're a mighty man of valor. Get out of that place. I feel like God is calling people. Get out of that place of limitation. Get out of that place of, of just, just walking around and around and around and around just doing this menial. I've called you to greater things. And, and God has called his church to greater things than what we're currently experiencing. <laughs> Joseph, however, he knew who he was. He knew he was a king. He knew he was different. He knew he was anointed and called. And, and I want you to sense that this morning, that you're different, that you're set apart, that you're a light bearer, you're a life giver. We should be life givers. Every person that we're coming, they should feel something as we, we that, that I feel life. I don't feel drained when I'm around that person. I don't feel like things are being pulled. I feel like life is coming towards me because that's who we are. Amen. Amen. 1 Peter 2.9 says, you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's who you are. Yeah. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special people. Live like it. That's who you are. It's a, actually... Antoinette and Robbie are, are great people, amazing people, and I got to work on their house a little bit, and I've met their sons. Can I tell you, they are two of the greatest young men I've ever met. And their young son, Ray, he, he walks around like, like he's royalty. And I actually love it. He walks around, and I said to him, he's, his dad's a businessman, I said to Ray one day, because I'm, I'm a carpenter, we were working on his house, I said, what are you going to do for a job? He goes, I'm not doing a job. I said, well, he goes, I'm going to be the boss. And he, was, and he wasn't being arrogant or anything, he was dead serious. He goes, I'll have companies. I'll have people that work for me. And then he turns around and goes, actually, you could work for me if you want to. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe I will. But he knows who he is, which has been instilled to him by his parents. And he, again, it's not, it's not flippant. It's not, that's, he, he genuinely goes, that's what, that's what my future looks like. And I wonder how many of us go, my father in heaven said this about me, and I believe it. Because they've obviously said things to Ray that he believes. He believes that provision is there. He believes that he can, he can just look at life and see it clearly. And I think there's times in life because of circumstance and because of the past and because of what I've walked through, I don't see clearly the life that God has gifted me because I haven't believed the words that he's spoken over me. But who I am is part of a royal priesthood. I am God's own special person, and so are you. And if I hold myself in such a manner, I can see my future clearly in him. Amen? Amen. You're more than conquerors. I love this. In, in Romans 8, it says, yet in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. How can you be more than a conqueror? Because if I'm a conqueror, I'm a conqueror. How can I be more than a conqueror? Because if I conquer, I win. Well, I don't even have to fight because Jesus did. We are more than, we don't even have to fight. We've got to go to the spirit. We've got to apprehend spirits and, and things that are coming. We don't have to fight in the natural. 
We don't have to go, I'm not against you, I'm, I'm just taking a stand in Christ. Christ has already won the battle on our behalf. Yeah. That, that you can live victoriously in life. What does it say? But thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Your position in life is one of victory. Yeah. Your decisions that you make are made from a position of victory, a position of strength, not as a victim. Have you ever seen somebody that is a victim make decisions? They're always detrimental. They're always fast-paced. They're off the cuff. They hurt more in the end than a wise decision made from a position of strength. And I, but I want to encourage us here today. The devil has been defeated. The victory has been won. Therefore, I can be who I am. I can be a child of God. And I'm, I'm just, I know I'm saying things a few times, but I want us to get a hold of this today because it sh will shift how we do life. When I know who I am, it will shift how I do life. And so often we put a, a facade up and we, and we put a smile on and we pretend to be who we want to be. But God doesn't want you to pretend to be anything. He wants you to live as you were created. So who are we? We're reflections of God in the earth. We're life bringers, direction givers, life bearers, peace carriers. That's who you are. And what are we called to do? Make disciples. I read this yesterday, Charles Spurgeon. He wrote this, every Christian is either a, a missionary or an imposter. <laughs> That's a big statement. Every Christian is either making disciples and leading people towards Jesus and sowing seeds of faith and living out their faith or they're an imposter. And we can't be both. So I want to encourage, and this is, not a, this is not a criticism, this is a challenge to each of us. I can be more Christ-like. I can put my mind on the things of the Spirit. I can look towards Jesus and I can get intentional in stepping out in my faith every day to see somebody's life bettered because they meet a good, loving Saviour. Amen? We're not here to accumulate. We're not here to just to get. So, but how do you do this? How, how do you be a life giver? How do, you, how do you be a peace carrier? A peace, we have to allow ourselves to get bigger. Isaiah 54, can I get the team to come? It says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, strengthen your states. You shall expand to the right and to the left. Your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Enlarge the place of your tent. Can I encourage you, don't settle. Don't settle. This life of faith is actually a journey of faith. And God wants to take you on from strength to strength and glory to glory. He wants to take you to higher levels. What does it say? Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll rise up on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and will not faint. Rise up. See from a different perspective. And I can't enlarge on your behalf. Only you can enlarge in Christ, in your faith, in God. To enlarge means to get bigger, to enlarge your thinking, to enlarge your capacity, to enlarge your faith, your fight, your authority. There is more on the inside of you than you currently think. And when the word says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, I have to believe that. The only way I believe that is to remember who I am. I'm a child of God, called and loved and blessed and empowered and sent and sanctified and set apart. There is, 
there is so much for us to do. And this shouldn't be a weight, this shouldn't be a burden, this should be a, this is the prize. The prize is what we've freely been given, we can freely give. I don't know where I'd be today without Jesus. But I look out at society and go, there are so many people walking around without Jesus. There are so many marriages that just need you. They don't need me. They need Jesus. So I don't want to attract anybody to me. I want to attract people to the Jesus in me. When I want to look more like Jesus. The Bible says that there's none that are perfect, but we are being perfected as we walk in His way. That I start to look more like Him every step I take with Him. And that when I focus on Him and not my life, my circumstances, my surrounds, what, what society says is a norm or anything else, but when I build my life on the rock and I look to Him, I start to look like Him and then I can be changed in somebody else's life. I, I just wanted to challenge us this morning. There are lives hanging in the balance that just need you reflecting the image of God in the earth this week. There are marriages hanging in the balance that you don't have to preach a word. You don't have to bring a scripture. You just have to be in their proximity. And this week, things will shift and things will start to change. And you will have an opportunity to speak life into dead situations. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.